Um, this is Tzviya Viner here. Uh, do you hear me? Yes, yes, good evening. Okay, everything, uh, everybody is here. Ray and Mary, Ellen and Eileen, Glenn and Michelle, Linda, and Flora, and Tom and Karen. I so appreciate you staying with me all these classes and hopefully we'll meet each other one day in a, uh, in one of the meetings. Uh, any questions uh, so far from last class before we start again? And uh, any questions I'll try to address it maybe during our talk. None here, okay. Well, if you have any question, again, you know, as usual, pause it and I'll try to address it. Uh, uh, thank you so much. Now, let's warm up again, like usually we do. We try to repeat, to get enter into the mood, uh, and to repeat quickly what we learn, uh, not quickly, but uh, to uh, as a uh, headline, you know, without going into detail again, what we learned last time, we learned about the illustrious figure, uh, this towering Enosh, the grandson of uh, Adam, uh, who was a, a giant, that en Enoshim, in Hebrew, uh, Enoshim are the children of Enosh and humanity. In fact, if you go to the street of Jerusalem and ask people what is Enoshim in Hebrew, they will tell you people. And some scholar will say, well, Enoshim come from Aramaic uh, Nash. This is true, maybe true, but in fact, Nash is not Enosh. And in Hebrew, Enosh is uh, clearly uh, a distinction between uh, the, the, the Adam, the children of Adam, which is more generic term for all humanity. Enosh is more like uh, the spiritual aspect. That's the nations that, uh, that uh, that's a stage of humanity that we are now. And as, as opposed to, the, the term Enosh is actually is opposed to, to the children of Noah. Because the children of Noah are supposed to be the next step after the children of Enosh. So, and we, we spoke last time that uh, on that, on that uh, verse, which is a key word, a key verse at the end of chapter uh, five, 4, and it describes Enosh. Uh, after he, you know, he was an image of uh, for his father Shet was the image of form of of Elohim. Enosh was the fulfillment of of the aspiration of uh, of Eve. Uh, this grandson was a leader of humanity, miraculous leader. Is they never decayed. Uh, the prophet, the preacher, the orator. Uh, and it says it was then that they began calling the name of Hashem and then start a new chapter, the history of Adam which is clearly uh, a, a sign that with Enosh a new chapter started with humanity 
as actually uh, uh, grandmother uh, Eve, uh, that's early, but this was her aspiration. The problem was that when he began calling in the name of Hashem, the word began is also profane. We'll see it again with Noah also. Noah has the same, uh, the similar problem. The word Uchal began uh, is a double meaning also with Noah himself. He also profaned the name of Hashem. But there is a big difference between Noah and um, uh, Noah and, and Enosh. We'll talk about when in due course, when we learn about the flood and so on. So uh, we we mentioned that uh, uh, last time, we, you know, when the verse says Noah, Enosh began calling, calling. In the time of Enosh, they began calling, and we know they began to profane the name of Hashem by calling him. So there are two possibilities. Uh, profane means uh, there was some error in the calling of Hashem's name. That's what discussed at length last time. And there was another possibility that the error was not in the calling, but actually in the name of Hashem himself. And in fact, uh, so the number two is a continu continuation of the number one. What was number one? And last week we, we discussed it at length. That uh, what could Enosh done uh, or do uh, in order to profane the name of Hashem? So we said, first of all, like Ebenezer says, and Unkilo says, Enosh called or prayed to Hashem only. So he, he, the prayer, what, the, the word calling Hashem was, uh, he called and prayed to Hashem. The problem, how can he profane Hashem by calling, by, how you can profane Hashem by prayer? But because when you pray to only Hashem, uh, without mentioning Elohim, you profane the name because you violate. It's like a partnership. We discussed the concept of partnership. There is no way you can address the, the, the bride without uh, mentioning the groom, so to speak. Uh, we, are, we, are on a sixth, we are on the sixth day. We are under the, the kingship of, of Hashem Elohim. It's chapter 2 uh, in Genesis says. Uh, so as long as the uh, two cherubs uh, are controlling us, uh, two cherubs, uh, Hashem, the infinite creator, has more than two faces. But these are the main names that appear in the Torah. That's why we stick to them. But as, lo but as long as Elohim is around and nature has not changed, you cannot ignore Elohim. But he prayed to Hashem, to Yudhev Avkei. And by that he profaned, he did something good, he, pr he prayed to him, but he forgot about Elohim. Whereas we, Israel, we always try to say, when, whenever we bless, let's say for the bread, as I said last time, you say, Baruch Atah Hashem Elokeinu Melech HaOlam, blessed are you, Hashem, our Elohim, the King of the Universe, who, who, who bring forth the bread from earth. So I, I, uh, Israel is particular, very particular about mentioning both, both attributes. So, bless are you, Hashem, you'd have Afkel, our Elohim, the King of the Universe. We really, here is everything in the blessing. Everything we learn so far is expressing that blessing. What Adam called you'd have Afkel and Elohim is a king, king of the universe that comes from Adam. So, but Enos ignored it, and he ignored it not because it was a, a, it was a wrong news, 
or because he didn't know Torah, he, he knew, he, he foresaw the Sabbath coming, he knew that Hashem, the, 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 the merciful is coming down to earth, he was a prophet, and, uh, but it just happened later on, because humanity sinned, so Hashem did come down to dwell in Noah's Ark, there was no death, no, 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 no jealousy, no sickness in Noah's Ark, and Hashem actually controlled the, the environment of Noah's Ark. Noah's Ark is an is embodiment of, of the future Sabbath. So Hashem did come down as, as, as Enosh foresaw it, but only in Noah's Ark, and whereas Elohim actually smothered everything else around it because of the sin of the, of the generation. But Enosh was not totally wrong. He just was. He, he didn't. He, he, his preaching has brought people to 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 terrible uh, misdeeds, as we mentioned last time. And we'll talk about it again. So the first error he made was calling <coughs> praying by praying. Not only that, as Fono says, he not only prayed but he swore. You know, swearing is a higher, higher, higher level of of of, of faith, expressing faith. You don't do that. You you don't do that without mentioning the name of Elohim. He, not only that, number three, he calling the name we discussed last. Calling the name means enthroning or, or a coronation or call Hashem as a king. As I said, uh, you 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 go to a new territory. You start. You stick the. You put the, the the flag of United States on the territory, and you declare this area is the United States territory. So he called the name. Of, he called the universe. This is the place of Hashem. Yud He called everything. This is Hashem, the King. And as as, as uh, many says, uh, calling in the name is in Hebrew mean really means a, uh, a, a enthroning. So what was wrong? Uh, of course Hashem is a king, but that's a Sabbath. Hashem will reign uh, in the open alone only in the Sabbath. But now is Hashem Elohim is the king of the universe. So you, you, again, you, he violated, he profaned, the, he, he, made, he committed the idolatry by by, by by uh, overlooking the groom, Elohim. So he offended Elohim. Elohim is still around. The law is not uh, arbitrated. Yeah. And then number four, he fall, He was in his compassion, and he's a, 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 he was a merciful man, full of compassion, full of forgiveness. He's a towering people, the grandson of Adam. And he was preaching there. He was in his. his in, uh, can, uh, he fell. You know, he called Hashem. It means calling like a lover. He called him, "Come here. We love you. We want to see you right now." And in fact, number five is that what the Rambam uh, and the Rashi uh, quote number five here. He called everything in his companion. In, in, in his deep understanding. He knew that Hashem, you'd have a case not just surrounding the universe, the old world, uh, whereas Elohim, we may remember we talked about Elohim filling the earth, filling the nature like 32 times. His name appeared in chapter 1, Elohim. Elohim fills the, na- fills the, 
the, the nature is a Chabad teaching, the, the, the rabbi speak there, the rabbi sit there and speak about Elohim, Memalekol Haolam, is something that fills the earth, fills the nature, whereas Yud Hevavkei, Avaya, or Hashem, is surrounding. But the truth is that Hashem is Elohim, and it's the same, and, and actually you have Afke is not only surrounding, but it's really the truth is that he, every leaf, every tree, every stone actually has in it the you have Afke in it. And Enosh understood it, so he said the sun and the moon, the trees, and everything has Hashem in it, as Rashi says, he called everything in the name of Hashem. Well, he did it because of understanding, but people uh, misunderstood it and thought, well, from now on we're going to dress, we're going to pray, we're going to swear to the celestial bodies, to the trees, to the wood, to the hills, <coughs> and from here, uh, after a while, uh, they forgot about Hashem altogether, and they remained there worshipping uh, the star and the moon and celestial body and, so, and, and, and stone and hills. So that seeded, that teaching, premature teaching, actually seeded the later, after a few generations, people start uh, worshipping idol because of an uh, premature teaching. That's the Rambam and Rashi. All that is because of his great uh, enthusiasm about, about Yudhev Avkei. We, he was right. He didn't innocently. He didn't, didn't. He didn't do it intentionally to seed idol worshiping. But inadvertently, he, he seeded it. In fact, Hashem Himself did that way. You know, if you remember Rashi, when He said, "Let us make Adam in our form and our image," Elohim seeded and without, just by by His modesty, uh, He seeded idolatry, as Rashi says. So uh, Enosh did the same thing. I, in, in, unintentionally, he, he, he seeded idolatry with his passion. Not only that, but he bewitched. Number six, this is a Zohar. He was such an orator, such a compassionate orator. He stood there on a pulpit and he ma in his magical preaching, he, he made, let, made, people became mad. Enthusiasm of love. Who, who, who doesn't love love to hear that mercy is coming? Who doesn't like to hear that uh, the the kingdom of heaven is coming down to earth, and there will be no sin, no everything will be forgiven, compassion. Everybody like to hear that. So he bewitched the people, and so much. It's number seven. As I said, that even evil, he called. He called by the name of Hashem, so it means there was nothing. He didn't. If everything is forgiven, everything is compassion. Even even as he closed his eyes, after all, mercy is around. We will we will forgive everybody. So everything, everything is is forgiven, is understood. We close the eye because we love you. We love you. We love you. Love is coming here, and Elohim is forgotten. <coughs> so this premature heavenly teaching that heavenly kingdom is coming and uh, neglecting Elohim uh, cause they brought down the inevitable results which if everything is forgiven and, and, uh, and kind of understood and overlooked then humanity then uh, well human human nature 
is still here. We are not still in the Sabbath. We are not circumcised in our heart. We are still human beings. So, so the result is what? If you, if you, if Hashem is not, if Hashem is forgive you, and and and, and the law is not a law, what else? What what comes first? What the first thing you would do is, of course, committing sexual, uh, uh, sexual uh, uh, sin. Uh, that's very nice human nature. The first thing, if there is no law around you, the first thing, the first thing you do is commit adultery. That's the closest to your heart, and that's what did. What that's what people, as, as we mentioned last time, we read the, the we read the verse that the Torah says, the Elohim saw that the earth was corrupt, nishchata. And Rashi says that everything nishchata corrupt is sexual. Not only sexual, not only homosexuality, not only adultery in, in regular meaning. But a really corrupt species without men and bestiality, men cohabited with animals. Not only that, the men taught the animals to cohabit with another species, and it was just a, a sex and sex and sex in the in the worst in the worst form. Because of course, a love love is all around us, you know, and law is not. We don't have to worry about law. Everything Hashem is already around here. So that's what, the, what, that's what the Torah described what happened to the, after Enosh teaching, which brought the same verse continue and said that the earth was full of Hamas. Hamas is not only the Palestinian movement. Hamas is, a, is really, in Hebrew, a violent bloodshed. I think if, if, the, if the Palestinians knew that, maybe they would choose another name. But the, the Bible which they don't recognize. The Bible, uh, the Hebrew Bible, is uh, saying explicitly Hamas is a, is a deadly mixture of uh, bloodshed uh, and theft. So number, number three and four commandments of Noah were mixed together in a very violent form. Not only the killed, but the, the stolen and, 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 and robbery. And the, earth, the Torah combined all this in one verse. In, the, in that order, so so the idolatry uh, uh, led to adultery, number two, and adultery led to number three, bloodshed, and violent de- uh, theft, which is number four. And here come, uh, so all the six commandments actually of, of Adam were violated, because once you violate the one, you will slide, tend to slide over the slippery slope, and uh, uh, and you will uh, you will tend to 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 violate all the rest of the commandment. So here we came to the interesting uh, uh, point uh, discussed we mentioned last time that here is because of the consultation everything that Hashem Elokim consulted uh, with, with when we created us when He said let us make man everything He consulted with is a potential partner. Even even the merciful one. So even the in fact the merciful one I mentioned last time is the most enticing partner. You can if you forget about Elohim, it's very enticing to worship mercy alone and forget about Elohim. No human being 
there's no human being who wouldn't really fall in love with, 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 with the mercy and love and compassion. Of if, 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 you know, we all want that. There's no, from China to, to India to, to, to everywhere, to the Eskimos, anybody wants love and compassion and forgiveness and no death, no, no, and, and, and no sorrow, no sickness, no jealousy. Everybody wants that. But if you worship just that, you you you, you commit you, you actually uh, a sort of idol worshiping because it's a partnership. Now this is what we learned last time. But now remember, we talk about the person when the verse said that there was an error in the calling of the name. So something was also wrong with the name. So people forgot the name of, of uh, after a while they forgot the name of Yudhevavke, which means uh, as it said here, they worship the, the sun and the moon instead instead of Yudhevavke. but uh, not only that finally they forgot what the name means and uh, you know, it's not when you say Elohim, you don't, people don't forget Elohim, even Pharaoh knew when he talked when he talked about, to, to Joseph he says Elohim, you know so he says to his uh, wise, uh, to his wise people there. He says, when Joseph predicted the, 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 or, or solved his, his dream about the seven, uh, seven years, good years, followed by the bad years. So Pharaoh stand up and said, "Did you see such a man with the spirit of Elohim in him?" Now this Pharaoh knows about Elohim. And also when, when Moses come to him, so Pharaoh says, you know, Elohim, uh, I know Elohim, but who, who is Yud Hei Vav So they forget about Yud Hei Vav It's easy to forget about it because after all Yud Hei Vav is an acronym. And who, if you don't understand what the acronym means, you don't know, you say, Yaya, he was, he is, you forget the story, you don't know the story of the Bible, and you don't know what the meaning of Yudhev Avke means, you forget it, and you spell it, you can, you can call it Jehovah, you can call it Yahweh, you can call it, all. and this betray, if you call that name, wrongly, it's, it's betraying the fact that really don't understand what what uh, Yudhevavke means. So I give you an example. You know, if if a person come to, first of all, it's an insult. If you come to, if you come before a king, like King of England, and uh, you stand name, let's say Edward, and you stand you stand before him and you say, "Hello, James." Uh, and you don't. First of all, you don't you don't address him as a king. You address him with the wrong name. Well, you, you know, your head can be cut off right away because of the insult. But more than that, it's not only insult to the king, but actually it betrays the fact, how can you come to a king to stand before him without previously consulting the, the, the court people there, and ask him how to address, what the name, what the name of the, tomorrow I'm going to meet the king, what his name? James Edward, and it, uh, it, of course, it could be the very bad things to stand before king and not addressing the name. So if you address the name, but if you address the king with the wrong name, and you come to him, and you say, instead of Edward, you say James, or so instead of king of England, you say, well, you are a duke of a, of a bon body or whatever, 
not only you, 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 don't, you don't recognize him as a king of England, but you also betray your ignorance. And you betray the fact that you never consulted the people who know that king. So you're stupid, you're foolish. So you really, you have no merit. So why I'm saying all that? This is, a, this is a, a, a very important point here. Because when you open the books today, the, the, the market is flooded, literally, with all kinds of books about, written by beautiful scholars. They know about uh, the Axis uh, area, they talk about India and China and Greek, and uh, they put everything together. But they, they are so smart, so nice, you know everything. But suddenly, when you, when you come to Judaism, come to the Bible, suddenly they cut the Bible to pieces. The Bible is not one piece, it's not one book, it's five, six, seven. And you wonder, what, 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 what kind of a license they have to do that? And then you recognize, oh, he, he or she is using the Jehovah. So you relax, you know, if, if, she, if, if she's so smart, let's say the author, and she writes about the Bible that the, the Jehovah is a warrior, God, and of the ancient Judea hills and so on, a very popular author, if she writes that way, uh, then you know if she the, the the fact that she says Jehovah or Yahweh or whatever it already means that yes she knew everything about the Bible but the Bible she doesn't know anything about the Bible she never consulted the cult people because had she had she consulted the single rabbi in her life. Uh, she, she, she would, she, the drama would have certainly tell her that there's no such thing as Yahweh. Or, and, and, and Hashem is not, is a mercy and not a warrior. And Hashem is not the national god of the, of the Judea hills, but Hashem is uh, actually come from Enosh, from, from Noah, from Adam. It's nothing to do with Judea hills. And it's mercy. It's a, it's a name that surrounds is higher than God, than higher than Elohim. Now, she, she probably doesn't know that. She never consulted any rabbi. And yet she dared to, to write about Judaism as an expert and so on. Now, uh, so when we talk about uh, 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 Yudhav K as a Jehovah, as a warrior, uh, which means you misspell his name, you don't write, you don't touch the right title, instead of merciful one, you call him the opposite. You call him an evil god that is, a, is a responsible on killing and wars. Now you don't pay, it means that you didn't pay attention to the Bible, what the youth have a stand for. For instance, I just put here for three, three or four examples. Uh, when, when the story of the flood came, just before the flood came, it says after Noah was born, the Bible, the Torah says that Elohim, the Hashem, was saddened. It doesn't say Hashem was angry. So imagine all the sin of the of the Enosh, Enosh uh, generation, all the killing, all the all the adultery, adultery, and the stealing and the robbery, was not enough to make a merciful one enraged. All she did was saddened. She was saddened, so the, 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 our defense in the heavenly court was saddened. She retracted. 
if she retracted from our defense, then Elohim could go down and, and smaller the rest of the humanity. So even even the evilness of of the of the of the flood generation was not enough to make a shame as a warrior. It was only seven. What did make Hashem warrior is here number two. Uh, when it came to Sodom and Gomorrah, and we will learn it in due course, that then he said they were, they, they were evil in the eyes of Hashem. And Rashi said they did the opposite of what Hashem wants. What is a merciful, uh, what, how can you do something the opposite of Hashem wants? If he is mercy, you do something in cruelty. In fact, the Sodom and Gomorrah is not what, what the, what the, uh, uh, what the, 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 the picture, Hollywood picture shows is orgies, it's not Sodom and Gomorrah. That may be the, 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 the flood generation, but Sodom and Gomorrah is evilness, cruelty. We will learn in detail, the Talmud describe it in detail, how enraged, how cruelty they were. It's like the, it's like the German in, in, in Auschwitz. The cruelty to make soap from human, from human fat. You know, such things, that's, that's enraged the merciful one. Number three here is that's in Pharaoh. So, so, so Sodom and Gomorrah was really overturned by, by, by the merciful one. Not because it's a god, a warrior god of the Jews, but because it's merciful was enraged by the cruelty. And, and the merciful one will usually is our defense. She's full of mercy, but if you do, if you do the opposite what she wants, then she's enraged. Now, she will not be enraged if you violate the law. If I don't take the lulav on Shabbat, or if I don't take the lulav or eat non-kosher food, well, I can violate the Lokim law, but I'm not necessarily uh, make her angry. I will, but if I, if, I, if I eat human flesh, then, then I make her angry. Pharaoh, when he threw the children into the Nile, and when he took a bath with human blood, as the Midrash said, he made her angry. So that's why he was drowned. He threw children to the Nile, so his fate was finally, uh, in fact, the Elohim actually executed the, the judgment, a measure against measure. So the, Hashem became a warrior against evil people, not as enemy of the Jews or, or, Judea, or Judea nations. And Hashem, for, for instance, the Canaanite, the Canaanite, you know, the Israelites were not allowed to go into Canaan for 400 years. For 400 years they, had to, they were destined to stay in, in Egypt, and they were not allowed to go into Israel un, until the Canaanite, the sin of the Canaanite was, was was irreversible when they start to sacrifice uh, children to the Molech and so on and, 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 and Hashem couldn't tolerate their evilness and the prostitution there so and Joshua actually offered them according to the Talmud to, to, if they accepted and they accepted the seventh commandment of Noah and Joshua couldn't even touch them but they didn't and they arranged the merciful one so when, when you describe when you try to Describe uh, you have AFK uh, as a vengeful. You need to understand against whom. So this is just. Uh, 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 to, uh, I wanted to give you the taste of what we say. Uh, to be careful with the name. 
So when you forget the name, you forget what it stands for, you forget that uh, we are talking about the merciful one. The merciful one is supposed to be our defense. And she protects us in the heavenly court from the wrath of Elohim. Uh, of course, if, you're, if you can arrange or sudden the, the defense, the defense, if it, she's saddened because she has no words to protect you, or if she, and Solomon Gemara described beautifully how Hashem himself uh, uh, guarded himself with a sword. If she goes down with a sword to overturn Solomon Gemara, uh, and that's, that's, that's the culmination, that, that's the epic of, of evilness, that only Auschwitz can, can, can come to that. All right. And here I just want to, to finish that chapter because we, uh, we intend to move to another, another uh, chapter here, uh, another side of the story. And you know when Isaiah says, and the earth will be filled with the knowledge of Hashem, like water covered the sea. People don't pay attention usually that the prophet talk about the knowledge of Hashem. It's not uh, the, the earth will be filled with the believing in Hashem. But the knowledge of, of Yudhei what it stands for. The, the moment that the people will say, won't stop saying Jehovah. The, proper, the, the moment that people will not say Yahweh. But they will say Yudhei revealing the fact they understand that what it means, the merciful one. That moment, all the false teaching, all the false conception of merciful one will evaporate. And uh, the, this will be the end of Enosh Er. Uh, in fact, as I, say, I, I quoted here, uh, before the Sabbath, we sit in a synagogue and we say the following verse, a righteous person, that's from Psalm, will flourish like a palm tree. Uh, so, who is a right, righteous person? That's Noah. So, the moment I say Noah, mention Noah on, on Friday evening, the Sabbath uh, enters. So the, when the, the moment, here is the idea that the moment that uh, the children of Enosh become the children of Noah, that's the step, that's what the Torah wants. That's the Sabbath is coming, that's the truth is coming. And what's the difference? The difference is not in Elohim so much. The difference is the conception of what mercy is, when does she come, what she stands for, and the mercy is not the vengeance warrior of Judea heels, killing all the enemies of the Jews, uh, but, uh, but Yudhev Afkei is our defense in heavenly court. It's, full of, it's a merciful aspect. All right, enough of that. Now, let's go to the topic that actually I wanted to describe to, describe to you today. Any question so far? Before we go now to the second part. So, Enosh, we describe Enosh. Do you hear me, by the way? Okay, you hear me? I, I, I hope you fall, don't fall asleep. Okay, very good, fine, thank you. Now, we, 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 we change our mood a little bit, and we, we now we're going to we switch to to another part of the story. Uh, uh, while Enosh did his preaching, another group flourished in humanity of that time, and that group, 
instead of worshiping Yud Hei Vav prematurely as Enos preached, they did the opposite. They worship Elohim, forgetting, neglecting the mercy. Wow! You see, that's a lesson. You say, a lesson for posterity, that humanity will always be split along that line. Who is this group? This fascinating group is kind, were kind descendant. You know, people don't know that kind had descendant. Uh, as opposed to shet descendant. So there were two split of, of humanity, two, two major clans. Kind descended on one hand, and Shet descended, presented by Enosh and Hanoch, and all the righteous people down to Noah. Noah come from Shet. All the righteous people were actually fell in love with Yudhevavke. Now, Cain is the other side. He, he worshipped, uh, the Cain tribe worshipped Elohim, which she show in a minute how. And the, 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 the interesting thing that both teaching, both, both, both committed idolatry because each party forgot about the other attribute, and both ended up with terrible bloodshed, which made Noah despair. Noah actually finally come, came to the conclusion that, you see, whatever, if you err one way or the other, they, it always brings you to bloodshed. Noah was fascinating or, or was terrified by return of bloodshed. That's why actually he added number seven commandment after the flood, which actually talk about bloodshed. So Noah is the one who is fascinating with the bloodshed because everything, whatever you teach wrongly, if you err a little bit, you just forget about Yudhevavke, or you forget about Elohim, you end up with terrible adultery, idolatry, but bloodshed. He was worried about the Hamas. So human history, as I said, will always be divided. So our chapter is in true, as the Ramban says, this chapter is the new chapter of humanity, and it will end up with Isaiah, uh, saying that uh, uh, in one day humanity will correct error, Enosh uh, error. Now, what, let's talk about kind. And as chapter Genesis 4:13, you know, after slaying evil, it says, I'm, I'm reading for you, and kind said to Hashem, my sin is greater than I could bear. Behold, you have driven me out of this day from the face of the earth, and from your face shall I hide, and I shall be forgi- and I shall be forgiven. I shall be a fugitive and vagabond on earth, and whoever find me will kill me. So Cain was complaining of a shame to a shame. You know, you driven me out. You 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 send me to exile. Now everyone who is going to find me will kill me to to avenge Abel. So Hashem responded, saying, and Hashem said to him, Therefore, I decree, whoever slays kind, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. There is a, Hashem declare, I'm gonna, nobody is going to touch you, because whoever touch you <coughs> to avenge kind, Abel, he will be punished sevenfold. 
And to make sure that everybody understands it, then Hashem set a mark upon Cain, uh, lest anyone find him should smith him. The mark was like a horn or a ray of light on his head, forehead, and kind went out from the presence of Hashem, and he dwelt in the Nordland, east of Eden. Nordland is a wonder, is no man land, is wandering land. Nord in Hebrew is wandering. So he dwell outside of humanity. Land of Nod is no no man's land, wandering land. Now the kind sign of his head was either a ray of light, some rabbi says, or a sheer horn that grew up a mark like a horn. And, and in fact the verse continued to say there in chapter 4 that kind married and begot many children and then uh, after a while he moved out to live alone in the forest. Why did he do that? He was protected. Nobody could kill him. And many said, in fact, he got mad. In fact, the horn was maybe a sign of a tumor in his head, in fact, some rabbi said. Anyhow, he lived alone in the forest. He went around mad, naked, listen to that. And he had only a ferocious dog that accompanied him. But, and he had a horn grown in his forehead, and uh, in fact from the far, that's very important to our story, he looked like an animal. You could see a, a naked, like a, with a, he looked like a big ape, a strange ape with a horn on his head. Only one thing he carried with him, he had only one possession, a bag, that he carried on his, on his back and it radiated a strange light. What was a strange light, the Midrash says? That strange light on Cain's back was uh, it contained a miraculous dress. That particular dress that Hashem Elohim made to Adam and Eve in Eden uh, and it allowed them, whoever, whoever wore this dress, is able to converse with the animal. That's how, that's how Adam and Eve, according to the story of the Midrash, that's how they were able to converse with, it, to know the name of the animals. So when they came out from Eden, they took two things. They took, Adam and Eve took the tree of life. I should mention to you what the tree of life is. Part of the tree of life, which actually embedded in the Torah. And whoever uh, owned that tree of life lived forever, never die. That's why they were able to live long life until they, they, they gave the tree of life branch to their children. Until finally it got to Moses and Moses put it in the Torah. That's why we call, we call the Torah the tree of life. We even sing it in Sabbath in the morning in the synagogue. We sing the tree of life because to remember that the tree of life was embedded in the Torah. But they took with them another thing from Eden. Uh, they took that, that miraculous dress that uh, you could fly on earth. You could see it's described as fascinating thing that you can actually soar to the sky and see the whole earth from above. Uh, the stars about around you, the, all the herds of the animals down there, 
and you could understand their language you can fly anywhere you want and, you are, and that's why Adam and Eve could, could, tell, could give the name to all the animals so that miraculous dress, airy dress, starry dress was, was in the possession of Cain that allowed him to, to live in the forest alone he could understand the language of the animal, he was not fearful uh, by the way, as we see later in the story, that miraculous dress would later fall into the hand of Nama. Nama is Noah's wife, is our mother. She had it. And from Noah, Noah and Nama, Noah got it from her too after they got married. That's how they, con they could converse with the animal in the, in the ark. And from them, they, it got into the name of, of, of the grandson, Nimrod, who was the king, the mighty king of Nimrod, who actually ruled over the, over the animals before he ruled over men. He knew the language of the animal because he could wear this dress. Finally, it got down to Esau, Jacob's brother, and Esau, these are the fascinating dress that he could go walk around in the field and could hunt. He could hunt not because of he had a wonderful arrow, he could actually entice the animal to come to him and then he killed them. He cheated them. He was a big cheater, this is how. Alright. Are you with me so far? Okay? Are you with me? Do you hear me? Okay, good. Fine. Uh, it's raining here, it's stormy outside, so I'm not so sure, uh, I know there are quite a couple of noises around me right now. There is a storm in Lafayette right now. Alright, so what happened to this kind? Remember we are talking about the, the, how kind descended developed a philosophy that opposed, opposed, opposed the Enosh. That's how we need to understand. So Cain lived seven generations. He lived a long time. So he didn't see that he was wandering in the forest, but there were seven generations grew up after him. Remember, Hashem said that whoever kill you, I will kill you sevenfold, which means, actually, it was, it was interpreted that after seven generations, you may be killed. You may be killed. So finally, Hashem says to Cain, after seven generations, yeah, somebody may kill you, and I will not vengeance that. I protect you for seven generations, but not longer. Now seven generations pass. By the way, this is exactly where Noah lived. And then Lemech, uh, Lemech uh, is a descendant of Cain. He was the father of Nama. And, uh, and Lemech was a, a, a person who expected the curse to, to occur. And, and Lemech knew that he was descended of, of, of Cain. And he knew that his forefather is going to be shot. Gonna, somebody's going to kill you. So he said, whoever kill, he said it there in the verse there, he says, whoever kill Cain, I will venge him 77 fold. So it means I will curse him that it was 77 generations, uh, he, he will be vengeant. Yeah, he will be avenged. So he will be cursed to 77 generations. Lemech said. Now, 
what happened to kind family? This Lemech and kind family present a good example of what happened to kind family. They were sort of a very particular, because of a sin of the father, because kind was a murderer. So actually they live like a gypsies. The, the Zohar described them in detail. They live in the outskirts of the society. They were excelled in, in art and music and science. But they don't. They never mixed with the normal society, which was controlled by Shet, by Enosh, and the righteous people, who corrupted too. But the, 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 this descent of of Cain lived secluded, and they developed art and music. You can see it by the name of the people. For instance, they, from Cain came Enoch, the first city builder. Yaval, the the, the first shepherd. The shepherd. Yuval, the first musician, the harp and the violin. Tubalkind, the forger of sharp instrument. Tubalkind was the first, uh, he, he did the, uh, he described the metal aloe that allowed him to, to, to invent a special deadly metal, uh, arrows that could shoot straight. It's important to our story. He could shoot arrows straight to the point. And then his, his, his mother, his brother, his sister, Nama, was a, a drum beater. Uh, she was also kind of musician and dancer, fascinating dancer. And then uh, uh, Lemech himself. Lemech himself was a kind of a stupid person, accident prone. Even today, the word Lemech means a person who stumble over thing and fall and accident prone. Lemech, everything he does turn out the wrong thing. Uh, I'll tell you about his wife in a minute, but Lemech uh, was sitting there, this foolish fool Lemech who swore to avenge Cain. Remember, this was a person who, who swore to avenge Cain killing. So he was, he was kind of half-blinded. Tubal Cain uh, came one day home. Tubal Cain is, was the person who, who invented all these uh, fascinating arrows. Uh, with, a, with a metal head that could fly straight. And he said, Father, uh, I got a, I got a, uh, today I give you a bow and I got a fascinating arrow. Would you try it? So Lemech says, Fine. And uh, as he started, and Lemech, but Lemech was uh, half blind, so when he started aiming the beam, the, the arrow, everybody ran, ran, ran away because he, he, you know, he, he could shoot anyone. But then they show a mysterious figure in the forest there. He looked like an ape with a horn on his head. So Lemech, uh, Lemech aimed, aimed, he saw that vaguely and he aimed the arrow, but Tubalkine saw that he couldn't, he couldn't miss it because he was blinded. So Tubalkine supported the hand of his father and said, Father, Father, no, 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 aim this way, this way, you will hit him, hit the animal. Tubalkine, as you see, he didn't care about animals at all. <coughs> so uh, he, he aimed the, he, uh, the, uh, the, the Lemech, the half-blinded Lemech, the stupid accident-prone Lemech, uh, aimed the, the beam and uh, the, aimed the, the arrow and he shoot. 
and he eats the person, the, the animal there right in forehead, and, and the animal fell on the ground. And Tubalkine says, hooray! And he ran to the wood to pick up the, the whatever was fallen on the floor. And to his, the, to his sorrow, to his the, uh, uh, shock, this was Cain himself. So he shot, here is Lamech shooting his own forefather, who he, he, he vowed to avenge. So Lamech, Lamech curse came upon his own head. So for 77 generations, Lamech is going to be avenged. Because he killed Cain. When Lamech, when Lamech, uh, Lamech saw that, uh, what, what happened, so he tried, he, was, he, he described like he was a mighty hand. He could, he, with one clap of his hand, he could smother an ox. He could actually smother the head of an ox in one clap of the head. So strong head. He had a small head, stupid person, but with a huge hand. So he tried, he started to run after Tubalkine and he wanted to kill him with his hand. He said, if I put my hand on that guy, that, that because of him I killed my, my, my forefather, Tubalkine fled. Then uh, something happened and, it, and, he, and, and he came across to his father and his father hit him and actually killed him. He was first wounded, then he, then he as a verse described there, and then he finally died. And he was, and now, now uh, Tubalkine has lost his forefather, he lost his son, and he's crying and he says, well, you know, I'm still going to be avenged. And, uh, and this is, uh, who hears the story, who is there, Nama. Nama is our mother. Nama is, uh, is his daughter. She picked up, from, from Kain, she picked up the mysterious dress. And she is a dancer. She can now dance with the, with the, with the, uh, with the, um, with a fa fascinating dress. Do she understand now? Uh, she understand now the, the animal language. Uh, we will continue the story, but I want to put you uh, on some point here. Um, let me see. Uh, uh, Lemech. Let me. Uh, we have only ten minutes. We will not. We will continue our saga. We'll tell, to develop this fascinating family that actually control. Finally, they control the other half of humanity. Uh, the half that worship uh, Elohim, rather than, rather than, uh, uh, rather than uh, uh, you have Right away, I can tell you right now that uh, why did they worship Elohim? To compensate, to compensate for kind murderous deed. Because kind, because it, as if they knew that the forefather was such a killer. They took himself stringency. So they kept the law, they kept the law very harshly of Elohim, without mercy. They, for instance, they could practice tooth for a tooth, an eye for an eye, literally. Not as we understand it as a conceptually, as Elohim law was overrided by the mercy. They, they were particular about Elohim law as if to, to tell themselves, to tell everybody we are so particular about 
keeping the law and not killing, that we take really take tooth for a tooth, eye for an eye. We'll cut the hand of the thief in the market, not to, 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 to scare them from stealing. We will stone the idolater, we will hang, we will, we, we, will, we will ask pay retribution, harsh retribution. Everything that Elohim says, we will do it without mercy, which, you, which Israel court, by the way, never did. Because Israel followed them, you'd have FK who overrides the Elohim words. So they they became uh, in their in their in their uh, uh, zealousness to the law. They became uh, very very insensitive to human suffering. Uh, they, that the constant killing and harshness make them heartless. In fact, they look down on people who has mercy, who have mercy. So let that, let that finally made him, made them uh, to 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 uh, to develop their own style of of hard, of uh, of stealing and, and murdering uh, because they corrupt after a while. Uh, the, 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 the very person who, who epitomized the corruption is Tubalkine himself. Tubalkine, the brother Nama, the person who was killed by his, by his own father, hands, the one who forged the, the error, he described as a, as a leader of the gang, ferocious gang. You know, with this arrow that he developed, the, 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 the knife and the sword with a strong alloy, metal alloy that that he, uh, that he d discovered, that made the children, they called themselves the children of Elohim. And they became such a strong clan that they were fearless, they could defend, they could, they, 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 could, def uh, def uh, uh, they could overcome all the enemies, nobody could stand them. You remember Shet tribe, they corrupted also, they wanted to do, committed the, uh, bloodshed and stealing and, and, and robbery because the, from, from their own problem, from their own corrupt dis distortion of philosophy. But when they came to attack the, the Tubalkine family, uh, they were defeated because Tubalkine owned that, that kind of secret weapons that made Uzzah and Azael, the leader of that clan, very mighty chieftains. And the Torah says, right there it says, and the children of Elohim saw Adam's daughters, so they were so corrupt, so powerful, that they, they saw the rest of Adam's daughters. You see, it's a, the, the, the verse is so particular, <coughs> it's not Enos' children, the Adam, because they, uh, if you put the two, the two clans together, they are still called Adam, Adam children. Enos' children is only the Shet tribe, but Kain and uh, excuse me, Kain and Shet together is Adam's daughter. So the, they saw any woman who is, who is good in their eyes, and they took themselves wife wherever they wanted, which means what? Sexual adultery. It's described very well as others yell corrupt from, from that kind of idolatry, from worshipping Elohim only, from that heartless, merciless rule that they had, where they found themselves such big ruler they can do whatever they wanted, 
they have uh, such a big army, nobody could, could stop them, so they took whatever they wanted. And it described that the Kain and he, Tubal Kain himself was such a leader of such a ferocious gang. This is Nama's brother. And so they, they, they actually stole and killed in, in the open, in, in, the, in daylight. He said, Talmud says, no, no, no villain does that. Usually villains and thieves walk at night when nobody sees. They are not only fearful from the police, but also shame from the shame. You know, they are ashamed to do it in the open. They do it at night, as if they fear themselves. But these guys were, were walking in daylight with, with, with no mercy, stealing, killing, everything they wanted to do, clashing with the shed. So now we understand how the, 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 the generation of Noah was full of violence from all sides. Each one is, it had its own philosophy, and they clash. And here we see another example is from idolatry of worshipping Elohim, came adultery, bloodshed, self, the same thing as the Shet family did, and each side corrupted, insensitivity to human and animal suffering, uh, Tubal-Kain used to practice his, his arrows on animals, as men as men, maybe human. Heart-hardening, neglection of Hashem in Elohim's name. And, uh, well, then we, now we need to, uh, so in, Noah is growing up in this kind of uh, environment. We need to understand what Noah presents, what happened to his Nama, and so on. I think time is, is, is gone. Uh, we finish our class, uh, hour, and uh, we'll continue with that saga uh, next time to, to, to understand where Ko what Noah faced and how did he respond to those two fractions of humanity surrounding him. Fine. Any question for me? Does Islam worship Elohim? Well, they, they, they uh, they, uh, I, I didn't want to, I'm trying a way to, I don't mention Christianity, I don't mention Islam, it's time away. Let you, dis you, you, let you decide your own, your own, uh, your own uh, version, your own, uh, think about it yourself. Uh, in the name of Allah, they kill without mercy, and so on, of course, you know, so humanity is split today, the way it's split, it was split, in, uh, nothing is new, under the sun, as, as uh, Kolaskius says. Uh, this class seems to be a teaching of a current event. Well, it, I leave it to you to decide. Noah speak to us, the Torah speak to us. And, and, and the, the, the Noah movement, it's not incidental that Noah movement is now, is now coming up, I believe. It's the first time that Noah movement actually uh, take ground and the way, the, and, and you, out of all people, uh, or, or all of people on earth should know uh, what, 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 stand, what, what, what keep you, I mean, what stand you out from, your, from the rest of the world is that you know, first of all, what Hashem is, what it stands for, what is mercy, and what the kingship of Hashem Elohim is. Yeah, balance to what we'll talk about about Noah, what it presents. The current event have happened many times before. <coughs> yeah. All right. 
Well, you have to think about what, you, what we learned today. We didn't finish the story yet. There is much more to that. It's a fascinating story. And it, it pertains to our, our father and mother, you know, Noah and Nama. So we need to know, we need to know, we not only about Noah, we need to know about Nama. All right, you have a nice week, week and we'll see you all uh, next week here. Thank you so much. Bye.